Welcome to Fish and Chips. I'm Guy Rushnek, a.k.a. Fish. I'm Max Levy, a.k.a. Chips. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the uh, upcoming Super Bowl 53 between the Rams and uh, the Patriots. Now, Max, I just wanted to ask you, what do you think the Rams and Patriots both keys to win on next Sunday? Um, well, I think it really starts with the run game for both teams. You know, um, the Patriots haven't had a running back like Sonny Michelle in a while you can give it to three straight downs and for the Rams if you look at their keys it's not even been Todd Gurley who they paid MVP money it's been the emergence of CJ Anderson right, right. and that and that two two horse backfield and just that ability to keep time of possession off because if you remember last year when the Patriots played the Eagles it was that huge time of possession and not letting Brady get a lot of plays and all that mm-hmm. pressure against him. And, you know, the Rams are a very similar team to what the Eagles constructed last year. Right, right. And, you know, I think I think if the Rams get a good pass rush, you know, we saw Brady against the Chiefs, Brady against the Chargers, no sacks allowed, not even a grass stain last game. I mean, like, that that's insane. Like, mm-hmm. Brady's never had yeah, this. Yeah, and, this you know, Dante Fowler coming in for the Rams midseason, you know, he had that big play in the NFC Championship last game. Um you know, with with their other linebackers and Aaron Donald obviously messing up the whole run game, the whole like front thing. I really do think if the Rams could get a good pass rush and could attack Brady and get some sacks in there, then that could ultimately be their uh, victory defensively. And the other thing is like, I think McVeigh is just so much more risky than mm-hmm. like Andy Reid and. Anthony Lynn, they were like trying not to lose. Yeah, I, I don't think McVeigh is gonna go super conservative. He's gonna he he understands what the Rams team did this year and what their consistency and how they have to give the ball to both Anderson and Gurley and you know I think he has a lot of trust in Goff and his receivers and I think McVeigh's not gonna go you know conservative. That's how the Eagles ultimately won. You know they went for it on fourth down, got the Philly special, and I really do think going aggressive and not letting the Patriots get small plays that's really the key for the Rams to win. Um, do you, do you see Brandon Cooks having kind of like a revenge game? And he's like, hey, you guys gave me up for a first-round pick after one year. And it's like he tries to go out there and have a big game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know Robert Woods, he used to play on the Bills, so he could probably get some insight. And Sue used to play for the Dolphins. And, like, there's a bunch of players on these teams that have a history against each other. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, I think that that's when it gets really personal. You know, Brandon Cooks is going to take it, like, you know, last – week he had to play the Saints in the NFC Championship that was also his former team and I really do think when you play someone that you've seen and that you've you know played against it you really take it more personal and I think if the Rams you know do take it to a level where it's not just oh this is Brady it's like okay I've played against this guy before we know what we're doing this is okay we got this um I was I was um at dinner like two days ago and they were um playing the replay of the Falcons Patriots game, mm-hmm. and I just like rewatched that, and now like hindsight, knowing how the Patriots came back, it's just straight execution. That's that's true. And and um and the Falcons were just playing not to lose. They they were playing super conservative when they would run it down three times, and then like they their clock management was awful, and um. And that's something that also happened with the Saints last week. So yeah. I think the Rams are really good at that. They're really good at um, disrupt, disrupting things. And they have playmakers on all all levels. Like somebody like LaMarcus Joyner. You mm-hmm. don't think of him as a, a big player, but 
That guy can have a huge game and cover Gronk. I mean, Gronk is looking like a shell of himself. Yeah, we know last week in the AFC Championship, they tried to put Eric Berry on Gronk, and obviously he had a clutch sideline catch. He had a lot of catches on Berry. And I really do think, you know, the Rams need to be able to adjust. And I think, you know, we saw Bob Sutton get fired from the Chiefs last week. If the Patriots ran weak ISO straight up the middle to Rex Burkhead, what, 10, 11 times during the, throughout the game? Like, if I, I, I really believe the Rams are a team that adjusts Sean McVay's fast. He's not going to, you know, let the Patriots beat him on conservative stuff. The Patriots have to play their best game in order to win against McVay and Goff next Sunday. So, if, if the Rams do win, um, do you think that that makes McVay the second best coach in the league if you're including Belichick by far? Do you think that's not even close? Or is like somebody like... A Doug Peterson or still an Andy Reid, even though that he hasn't had that postseason success, is, is it? Well, you know, last year we saw McVay take the Coach of the Year award, and all, all he needs left for his accolades is a Super Bowl. And if he can bring – Goff was the rookie that everyone was doubting, and when McVay came in after Jeff Fisher was fired, you know, if I really do think if McVay can bring Jared Goff and this Rams team to a Super Bowl, he would be considered one of the greats, and – you know, now I have to ask you, do you think if the Rams take down the Patriots, this new era of a young McVay and a young Goff is going to take over Belichick and Brady? The problem that I see with that is, like, the NFL now is such a cap-struck cap, uh, mm-hmm. cap league. And, like, if you look at the Rams, they already have guaranteed money. So they have Goff, who's going to make franchise quarterback money because he brought them to the Super Bowl, so he's probably going to make... Matt Stafford money or a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you already have Gurley making an insane amount of money. Donald, who's making a ton of money. And then you still have to fill out your team with, like, Peters is still on his rookie deal, and you're going to have other players like that. And I guess if, if like, you look at all the teams, like, all the teams who made the playoffs this year, I mean, what, m- 10 of them have quarterbacks on small deals? I mean, like, if you look at it, who who's not on who's not on a small deal who made it? Uh, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers. But besides that, you know I. But but like but like Luck, if you look at their team, it's all filled out with with young players on mm-hmm. rookie deals, like right, like and they have a ton of money. Like Brady, the reason why the Patriots have been so successful is he doesn't take a bunch of money. Yeah, that's true, and they can pay they can pay the other guys that come and leave. And now now I have to ask you, you know the Rams obviously had ultimate success. They have a bunch of free agents coming up this summer. You know, Anderson's a free agent, um, Tlaib's a free agent, and Ndavik and Sal are three of the biggest free agents. Do you think they're going to stay next year if the Rams win and if the Rams lose? No, I think I think all three of them are gone. I think that somebody's going to offer Tlaib a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, and you saw like somebody like Malcolm Butler. They went, uh, He went to the Titans because they offered them him a ton of money. And mm-hmm. you look at Tlaib. Tlaib's a, a winner. I mean, he went to New England and won there. Uh, in Denver, he won there. And now in, in LA, Los in Angeles. And, like, he's probably one of the best man-to-man corners. Yeah. Like, if you just look at the way that he plays. And then Sue, I mean, he's probably he's probably out of there. He's he's just looking for that one ring. And he didn't have a particularly great year. I mean, Yeah, you know, we, we had a lot of expectations for him, you know. Coming. I mean, it, Considering that Donald got double teamed nearly every play, yeah. like I expected him to go out there and ball, but it looks like he has signs of slowing down. I can see him staying for one more year, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's just I am I'm thoroughly surprised about 
how well the Rams did, considering that they just did a move that you do in Madden. You just sign a bunch of big name free agents and hope that it works. And like, and it worked. And yeah, like, it did work. Cause, yeah. Hey, you know, I, I think the consistency with McVeigh, you know, the play calling every game, you know, he he's on his thing, and you know, I really I really think uh, the Rams have a solid chance against the Patriots. So now I'm just gonna say my opinion. I do think the Rams uh, pass rush is gonna play well. I do think C.J. Anderson is gonna get a good rush in, and I think Goff and McVeigh are gonna be in sync, on fire, hitting receivers uh, throughout the game. And in my opinion, I got Rams are going to take the victory 35-31. to 31. And okay. what, what would you say? Um, uh, I mean, my, my entire – I'm a Cowboys fan. So, like, I don't, I don't want the Patriots to pass us and rings and all that and, like, to be, like, America's team and all that. But, like, just looking at the way that pa- the Patriots have played and – that is probably the quickest turnaround I have seen from a team that looked dead out of the water and old and just washed up. Like, I can compare them to the San Antonio Spurs when they won in 2014 against your Heat. Like, that team, look, everybody's like, oh, they're too old, they can't do yeah. that, but then they just execute. So, I have the, I have the uh, Patriots winning 37-34, but um, I have it as an entertaining game. Like, if you look at the, the past couple years, Seattle versus New England – um, Atlanta versus New England, um, Philadelphia versus New England. They they play these exciting games. Yeah, you know, I, I hope to see an exciting game. You know, we have two two fun quarterbacks, two great quarterbacks, a great two great teams, two great coaches, and I really want to see them go head to head and have a great game. Um, shifting it to another topic, the NFL honors um, is coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to know your predictions on some of the awards. So like. MVP, uh, I think we had the same MVP, right? Yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes, but I think that, like, we have to understand what MVP is, mm-hmm. and we really have to identify it. I think that all sports have this problem, but, I mean, if you look at Andrew Luck, I think that Andrew Luck is the most valuable player to his team. Last year with Brissett, they were dead last in almost every offensive uh, and you look at it, they were supposed to have McDaniels, they come in with Frank Wright, they start off 1-5, and five, they look dead in the water, and then some, some way, somehow, he just comes and lifts his team up, and I mean, it, and you also look at it as, the Chiefs almost have a system, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking away anything from Mahomes, I think that he's the MVP, he had one of the greatest seasons ever, and that's basically his rookie year, because he only played one game last year, but um, I mean, Alex Smith looked great in that system, and Alex Smith is yeah, just but, like... But the thing is with Alex Smith, you know, we've seen, we see it every year. Chiefs were good, Chiefs were hot. All of a sudden, they drop, never gone anywhere in the playoffs. You know, first year Mahomes starting quarterback, we saw Tyreek Hill improved. We saw Mahomes no-look passes, Kareem Hunt, you know, throughout the year. Obviously, not on the team anymore, but throughout the year, his success. And, you know, I, I really do think that starts with straight Patrick Mahomes and his abilities to throw no no looks deep down the field, his accuracy, his play style. And uh, I just I just think he had an incredible year. And you, you can't give it to anyone else. I, I have to say Mahomes is going to take it. But, you know, I, I love your argument for Andrew Luck. I think comeback player of the year. Oh, no, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, and, for sure. And a hot take. I think if Kareem Hunt never got into that trouble and they had him for that AFC championship game, I think they win. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Because if, I mean, you're you're saying a top ten running back, uh, the best tight end, a top ten wide receiver, 
and a top five quarterback on the same offense. So now, so now let me ask you. Would Andy Reid be coach of the year for you? If you're telling me all the success that the Chiefs have gotten this year? No, no. Um, I, I have Anthony Lynn winning uh, coach of the year. Okay. Because I think the Chargers, every year every year we always go with the that expectation. That it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the Chargers will be good this year. You know, um, I think that they're going to make the playoffs. And something always happens. Yeah, yeah. And this year they were undefeated when they weren't in L.A. Um, their only road loss that they had was against the Rams. And I just think the way that they played, and I mean, it's a bitter end, kind of like, kind of like the Colts. Um, just the way that it ended, just running into those powerhouses of the Chiefs and the Patriots. But I still think that you have to give Anthony Lynn credit for creating such, such a powerful team. Now, um, you know, we also saw, in my opinion, Matt Nagy, amazing defense uh, for the Chicago Bears. You know, we saw um, Kyle Fuller, Prince of Mukamara, Eddie Jackson, all improving Ooh. immensely. You know, That's secondary. Like, th- th- those guys weren't names last year. You you no, you, no. Can't, you couldn't say if Kyle Fuller was one no, of the best. No, no, I was watching this video and they're like, Kyle Fuller is on one of the worst contracts. Like, why would they yeah. give that to him? And they and their and their front seven. I mean, that team. That oh, team wow. is looking like a mini Legend of Boom. Yeah, you know, you know Khalil, mean? Khalil Mack. You know, added so much to their defense. But I think you know Matt Nagy's ability to change that offense up. You know, we saw Jordan Howard as the number one back last year. This year, Tariq Cohen's the one getting the ball. We saw Mitchell Trubisky in the Pro Bowl. You know, obviously the addition of Allen Robinson and the other receivers. But you know, I, I just I I believe the the Bears team is something that. I just saw flip straight from one of the teams that you're like, okay, where are they going to go to? Okay, this team could contend in the Super Bowl. Obviously, we saw them lose Cody Parkey's <laughs> this field. <laughs> but now, now I'm asking, you think you think Cody Parkey's their uh, kicker next year? Oh yeah, he's on that massive deal. I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, he he had a bad end of the season, but I mean. Vinatieri, Vinatieri had a bad end to this season. He but was, he just signed a new deal. Yeah, Vinatieri is playing his next year, twenty no, fourth season. It's it's, um, yeah. it's hard to find those good kickers and like um, no, I think he's back. And I think with the Bears, uh, when we had uh, preseason predictions of who was going to make the playoffs last year, you were the only team who had the Bears over the Vikings. Yeah, you know, uh, I just I, I I never saw Kirk Cousins fitting that offense. I still don't. Um, they should have kept Keenum, but you know Thielen. In my opinion, obviously proved himself as a number one receiver this year. Dalvin Cook is back. Um, you think this Vikings th- team could be something next year? Yeah, yeah, I think that they could be something. I think it wasn't really with their offense. I mean, they couldn't mm-hmm. get a rushing attack, but um, I think that's that's fixable. And I think um, I think Kirk Cousins, you can win with. Um, the problem is was their defense. Their defense just regressed and. Yeah. Um, who was it? Was it Everson Griffin who took off time from the team? Yeah, Everson Griffin, you know, um, we saw a lot of, in their secondary last year, Sendejo and um, Harrison Smith looked amazing. This year, obviously, their DBs didn't play as well. Uh, gave up a lot of easy plays. And I, ju- I just think the Vikings, you know, they had a lot of high expectations. They were a great team. Mike Zimmer's obviously one of the best coaches in the league. And they came in disappointing all of us. Um but now let's talk about we went back we're gonna go back to so our coaches of the year you know we, we talked about Matt Nagy, uh, Anthony Lynn, um, would Frank Reich be on your list? For- oh oh for sure I mean he's definitely on the short list I mean if you consider a guy who they're like yeah we'll take you as a replacement to yeah. Josh McDaniels and he just took it 
and ran with it. He's like, no, no, I'm going to make this into something. And I remember um, there, was, there was a video that I saw inside the locker room, and he uh, showed, a, showed a card showing the number 32. And they're like, this is where the power rankings put us. And, um, and he just ran with that motto. He's like, we're going to play that underdog thing kind of like he did in Philly. Mm-hmm. when Philly wore the mask, right, right. and he's like, we're just going to run with that. And for you to take that job and say, I don't know if Andrew Luck's going to be back to that. I mean, yeah. at the time, Andrew Luck wasn't even sure, a surefire to play again. And you see how how good of a year that he had? Well, yeah, you know, we saw, we saw the improvement, and um, obviously their offensive line with two additions than the rookie, Auburn's Braden Smith is starting a right tackle, and uh, Quentin Nelson. Your boy. Yeah, you know... Um, <laughs> Yeah, this Colts team, obviously, with the addition of Ebron, Dontrell Inman, uh, the improvement of Mac, there is this offense, in my opinion, is just improved in immensely. And um, you know, we saw obviously a lot of social media things with Le'Veon trying to think. Do you? Do you, do you, <laughs> you, can, you seriously could, think that could, this is a conspiracy theory could that you, Le'Veon's going to? Could you see Le'Veon signing with the Colts? I think that he wants to go to the Colts. I don't know if the Colts necessarily want him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because because they have such a good offensive line. Marlon Mack, that yeah. man, Marlon Mack. And yeah, and they, you know, they also have the rookie, Neham Hines. Um, th- this this running court is is not too bad for the Colts, in my opinion. You know, we saw a lot of hype with Le'Veon, uh, obviously commenting on the NFL's post when they post about Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, etc. Um, but I do, I do believe, you know, the Colts GM, their front office... Um, you know, Vic Ballard coming in, hiring new people, trading back to the sixth pick. You know, I, I think this Colts team has made a lot of smart moves and smart trades, and I really do think if they don't sign Le'Veon, if they decide not to, it's for the best and it's for the better. And maybe they don't need Oh, that. I think that front office knows what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And, um, okay, so we're going through the awards, and so for um, we're going through our top three. So for Coach of the Year, we have Lynn, Reich, and um, Nagy. Nagy. Um, or for, Andy Reid, you know, uh, th- those four, yeah, those four yeah, I would yeah, put up there. Yeah, um, for for MVP, we have Mahomes running away with it. And what about Drew Brees, you know? Uh, uh, g- great year for Brees. Obviously, NFC Championship didn't end up the way they wanted it to, but, you know, I, I just think the consistency with Brees, the ability to throw, his QBR, his completion percentage, how he targets every receiver from Tommy Lee Lewis to Michael Thomas to... All the small guys on their team, you know. I, I just think Drew Brees is the captain. He's a leader. But, you know, we, we saw Mahomes end up fire at, towards the end of the year. Um, 50 touchdowns. A- anytime someone can put up 50 touchdowns, lead their team to the AFC Championship. Yeah. No question. Mahomes. But when we, when we talk about offensive player, would, would you still give it to Mahomes? Uh, yeah, say? yeah. Um, I think Mahomes wins offensive. And then for my ground player of the year, you know, I got to go with my boy, Zeke. Yeah, um, he, he, yeah, no, Zeke's gonna Zeke's gonna win that. I mean, um, leading the league in rushing two out of the past three years would have would have gotten it uh, last year if he didn't get uh, suspended. And um, yeah, I think you have to give it to Mahomes. I think that fifty touchdown threshold. You're like, yeah, yeah no, you got to get it. But Roethlisberger is kind of my dark horse. I mean, not a lot of people realize that he led the league in passing yards, and he actually had over five thousand. Um, passing yards. I mean, yeah, we we saw the consistency go down from him. You know, the Steelers' first year they didn't make playoffs in the past couple years. Um, now Antonio Le'Veon Bell is not even with the team anymore. Antonio Brown is now likely getting traded. Yeah. Um, 
Where do you see this future for the Steelers team? Um, I, I don't, I don't know because Mike Tomlin. I mean, everybody's like, oh, should he get fired? Should he not? And I'm kind of looking at it as, maybe maybe he should get fired. I mean, um, maybe maybe they just need that new that new kind of culture reset. Yeah. And if you, you look you at think it, Roethlisberger could be out? No, I think Roethlisberger. There's like talks that he might get a contract extension. They're, like, going through that right now. Mm-hmm. But I think if you get rid of Le'Veon and uh, Brown, and I think I think we're we're looking at it like Roethlisberger is kind of the common denominator, and um, he, he's the guy who they... who gets on people's nerves because he blames... he blames it on other people. Like, he goes on radio shows and then says, yeah, like, Antonio didn't do his thing, or, yeah, Tomlin didn't set right, me up right, right. and... Um, I think if you get rid of Le'Veon and if you get rid of um, and Antonio, you kind of have to stay with Ben. You you can't you can't not stay with him after riding with him. Yeah, you know you know this Steelers team. They've gotten a lot of good rookies in the past years. We saw T.J. Watt, Edmonds, Juju Smith. You know, like this team. In my opinion, if they trade Antonio Brown, they could they you could think, potentially you think he's to the Niners. Well, yeah, I mean. That's where he wants to go. I don't know where. I think they'll trade him to wherever they're going to get the best opportunity for, well, you know, I, a draft I think, pick, I think a young teams player. are looking and they're like, well, Antonio's a diva. We don't. We don't want him if he doesn't want to be with us. A player like Antonio Brown with his skill set, like, with he's, Jimmy G, he's going to get offers. Woo. If if Jimmy G, you know, um, comes back healthy, Jarek McKinnon comes back healthy. Obviously, we saw George, George Kittle. Kittle. George Kittle. All of a sudden, this year, became pro bowler, you know, um, led the league in receiving yards for a tight end and actually broke the record. And, uh, <laughs> he broke Kelsey's that's, record. Yeah, that's crazy. He broke Kelsey's record the same year Kelsey said it. And this Niners offense, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Um, we saw him coach in the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl the other week. And, um, you know, I, I, really, I really do think that this Niners team, if they get Antonio Brown... They really could make a run for it. And this uh, NFC West next year, that's going to be competitive with the Rams trying to... Oh, I have, I have the Niners making the playoffs. Oh, well, yeah, we can see the Niners making the playoffs. Now, the I, question is, what happens with the Seahawks? Oh, Seahawks. No. <laughs> you know, you know, after they lost to my Cowboys, you know that they're going down. No, yeah, but I yeah. think that they have a bright future. And everybody was like, oh, Pete Carroll's out of there, and... I mean, now you now you're looking at it. You know, Ru- Russell Wilson's a guy. He, he's a leader. He's an MVP. Russell Russell Wilson is in that Andrew Luck um, kind of class where you, it doesn't matter who they're around. Yeah, he's you, gonna have a. Great he, he makes his team better. Obviously, people predicted them to go two and fourteen, four and twelve, and ultimately they blew people's minds and made the playoffs. Um, you know, I I think the Seahawks team, not the same Seahawks team we saw five years ago, four years ago. But this is like a new, new a, kind of new style. era, you know. Yeah. Chris Carson, um, their new receivers, and they um, led the league in rushing this year. That, yeah, that, that that's, is that's a, that's a crazy number to me. You um, know? Uh, I uh, I think that there's five guys who can legitimately win um, uh, rookie defensive player of the year, and that's um, Chubb, Ward, Leonard, uh, Van Der Esch, and, and Derwin, Derwin James. James. But I think we have the same top three in Van Der Esch, Leonard, and Derwin James, right? Uh. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I would put those guys up there. I mean, Bradley there, Chubb probably had there. the most quiet rookie double-digit oh, sack. Bra- Bradley season. Chubb, Bradley Chubb, you know, is one of those guys that adds a lot to the Broncos' defense. We saw him with Vaughn against, you know, um, his 
other teams this year put up double digit number in sacks. That that duo. I yeah, mean, it, it was fun. That's that's crazy. Great draft pick for them. But you know, two all pros with Derwin James and Darius Leonard. I think I think it comes Rich, down to those two. Second. But um, you know, I, I'd have to give it to Darius Leonard. Seven sacks, two interceptions, led the league in tackles his rookie year. Um, just a guy that goes all on the field, really made that Colts defense from a bad rushing defense to, you know, one of the top in the league running, that getting tackles. That was the tackles. real story. They're just defense. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Really you know, they, they got, they got younger, they got, um, more athletic, um, they got better at tackling and yeah, you know, I think Darius Leonard adds to that toll. And now let's go on the other side, offensive rookie of the year. You know, there's been a... Tremendous amount of guys in Calvin Ridley, Sonny Michelle, but I really do think it comes down to final two in Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley. The you, first you know who I'm pick. going with. I hated him coming out of the draft. I thought that he was just a diva and just somebody who you couldn't win with. Um, I think I was listening to Colin Cowherd, which like you you know that you're gonna get bad yeah. vibes with Baker if you watch that. But um, no, but I'm going with Baker. I I'll mean, go with Baker for you. For you to step in there and um, your coach, Hugh Jackson, to go, I'm not starting him no matter what. I am not starting him. And for you to go in there and have a winning record as that quarterback, I mean... Well, this is the thing with Baker, you know. We've seen quarterbacks in their rookie year, Robert Griffin, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, um, coming in and playing tremendous... um, but this Baker kid, you know, he his ability to read defenses right away, I don't know whether it's the coaching in Cleveland or his coaching in Oklahoma or wherever he learned it. He just got his, that his ability, swagger, man. Like, he, he can... Normally, rookies never start in the NFL. They, they can't read the defenses. They throw interceptions. You know, I, I think Darnold um, is a guy that... I would I I would st- I would still have a lot of trust and hope in him. You know, we he saw had, Goff he struggle. A, he had a good he had a good second half to the season. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he, I think that he's just what he was the youngest rookie to ever a rookie quarterback to ever start in a game. Yeah, yeah. I think that all of them need time, but for all of them to still after one year, you can look at them and be like, yeah, that guy can still be a franchise. Except quarterback. for Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, in my opinion, but, is a guy that you're looking back and you're like. Is this is this the right move? You know, we saw Lamar Jackson bring the Ravens to the playoffs. Regardless if you think his accuracy is a problem, we no, saw him win I'm, games. I'm saying, like, I think it's a no-brainer that the Cardinals have the worst roster. And oh, yeah. He had no Steve, help. Steve Wilkes? Oh, that 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 guy was out of there. But um, I think with Cliff Kingsbury, I, I still see potential in him. I think that he won't be as good as the rest of them. I think that Josh Rosen came out as... He 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 had a couple one hundred yard rushing games, right? Yeah. He yeah. came out as like a dual threat kind of guy when everybody's like, "Oh, his arm, his arm, his arm," and like they're like Matt Stafford, and then not he no he's mobile, and I think um, I think if you look at all those um those those teams, I mean um obviously the Ravens and the uh, Browns they had the two best rosters, mm-hmm. and that's why they finished with the two best records, but um all have some upside and. You know what, Saquon? You know he's the second best uh, running back in the NFC. <laughs> no, yeah, but <laughs> you know, but uh, Sa- Saquon Barkley's a tremendous he, guy. A no matter what team he he would have gone drafted to. And now he can play to. defense. He's yeah, we saw him at the Pro Bowl last week playing defensive <laughs> yeah, tackle, yeah, getting yeah, in yeah, on safety yeah. when uh, Mike Evans got that interception. Now on the Mike Evans side, you think. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they, they might put him. I mean, Bruce Arians is kind of a conservative coach, but I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that guy. He stayed with who was he guarding? 
He's um he was guarding like Juju or somebody mm-hmm. like that, and he just like shut him down. Um, <laughs> yeah, Man, mean, maybe he needs to play for them. Their defense wasn't too good this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tampa. Ooh, yeah, Tampa and uh, Bengals. They need uh, some new new defensive players. Um, for for the defensive player of the year, do we have the the same guy? Um, <laughs> would you who would you give it to? I I'd give it to Donald. Yeah, I I would give it to Donald. You know we saw. Khalil Mack, tremendous season, but Donald's really one of those guys that can just blow up plays. You know, he gets past double teams, makes he's run the, stops. He's the shortest defensive tackle in the league, and he's doing all this. Oh, he's he's incredible. Oh he's, he's, he's six he's, foot. He, he's a guy that adds a lot to a team uh, that just, like, no matter how you game plan against them, you, you can't run the ball towards Donald. You can't... pass against Donald. You can't leave him one-on-one against Donald. You know, this is a guy that tips balls, gets sacks blows up coverages, and um, just tremendous athlete, and I, I think I'll give him the award this year. Um, for, for our last topic for, the, for football, um, do you think um, the whole controversy between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, um, they're going, some of the players are saying, oh, Carson's selfish. Some of the players are saying, oh, Nick can't win um, when, when he um, has a full season. Do um, you think that Nick Foles is a starting uh, franchise quarterback in this league? Wow. Okay. We saw we saw Carson Wentz production his second year. Yeah. Um, his I ability, think that Carson's really good. He's just injured. yeah. You know his, his ability to put up points and get touchdowns and lead the Eagles to a good t- uh, record. Um, obviously, this year though, like we saw we saw last year, Carson Wentz put up the he, he most of been a, MVP. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the question is, would they have won the Super Bowl? You know, we never know whether you say, well, Nick Foles is more experienced, Carson Wentz is more talented. Um, Nick Foles ultimately this year came in, won more games for them, and it just it comes down to the <laughs> question. <laughs> it comes down to the question is, do you want a more talented quarterback or a quarterback that wins for you? And I know it's harsh to say, but Carson Wentz this year did not put up. You know, I I think they got to stick with Carson Wentz as the as a young guy, regardless if Nick Foles is putting up more wins and his numbers aren't a good aren't as good but if he's winning football games you know maybe they'll have to go with Foles but in my opinion I'd go with Wentz I would trade Foles I really do think Foles could be a starting quarterback well, for this Foles league. is a free agent this year yeah so. you know um some potential landing spots I, I would see Tampa Bay you know we oh, saw we saw I, them struggle can with you imagine him on Jacksonville Oh, well, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, in my opinion, has to go, you know, they have the, what, seventh pick in the draft, sixth pick, yeah. and in my opinion, they need to take a quarterback with the seventh pick. Who, who was the receiver that got uh, that got injured in the preseason for, for Jacksonville? I, I don't remember, but that that if they get their offense right and they fix out this uh, Leonard Fournette situation, mm-hmm. and they could get somebody like right, a, te- right. a Teddy Bree. Or you, you, I think they need a dual threat that could Foles. get a du- if they can get a Dwayne Haskins <laughs> with the seventh pick, that'd be nice. <laughs> Are but you um, high on Haskins? Um, yeah, I really, I really like Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, I think his ability to run to perform. Uh, we saw his tremendous efforts in Ohio State, but um, yeah, you know, J- Jaguars, Jaguars should get at least, at least not Blake Bortles. You know, you can't. They bench Blake Bortles for who? Who? Who they bench? Chad Heen. Oh my. <sighs> Um, no, but, um, I, I'm a little bit different on this. I think that, um, you can have great franchise quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. but it comes down to, um, what the papers say on Monday. Did you win or lose the game? That's true. They don't, they don't look at the stats. So, so when you look at the Eagles, is Nick Foles 
your starter? I think that you have to go with Carson Wentz, not because um, not because he necessarily fits the team better. I mean, they only have, what, a three-, four-year age difference. Like, I thought that it would be way bigger, but Nick Foles isn't even 30 yet. Yeah. Um, but I think you kind of have to go with Carson because you gave up that much draft capital for the yeah. Browns. Yeah. And But it, you could maybe get three first-round picks for him. I mean, if you got one for Amari and you get two for uh, Khalil... I think that you can get three for a, a franchise quarterback. Which team? The, the Raiders? <laughs> you think Raiders? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't put it past John Gruden. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> John, John Gruden, I don't know what you're doing can, anymore. I, with this can Raiders you imagine Miami? Miami would maybe, they'd be like, hey, we haven't had somebody this good since Dan Marino. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you paid with Jay Cutler. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you can, uh, you can uh, try to give up some stuff for, uh, for Nick Foles, but no, I think that Nick Foles is the franchise quarterback. I think everybody, every game that he went into in the playoffs, he was an underdog, mm-hmm. and he he almost won that uh, that New Orleans game too. Oh yeah! Wow, that's that's crazy. His ability, you know, <laughs> we saw him last year in the playoffs. Obviously, tremendous game in the Super Bowl, and this is the guy that, you know, was cut with the Rams two years ago, came in as a backup behind a sophomore quarterback like. He's not. He was never predicted to be Super Bowl MVP. He was never predicted to I be think anything. I think that is the most unique career of all time. Oh yeah, of course. You know, we we saw him go back to Kansas City as a backup, um, play with Sam Bradford on the Rams. Like, and all of a sudden now he's Super Bowl MVP. You know, I I really do think we should have trust in this guy. This is a guy that we've we've seen in the league. We've seen him. You know, be able to win games and be able to put up touchdowns and not throw picks and. Maybe it's not for the Eagles, but I do think Nick Foles deserves a chance to start in the NFL. Yeah, me too. Um, I think that Nick should get a bunch of money. I mean, it, you give it to Stafford, who's never won a friend, uh, who's never won a playoff game in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you you kind of have to give it to um, to to Foles, and I think that there's that argument between we'd rather have like Jacksonville's team of. Um, all really good players, but a, a really bad quarterback, or like or like a Packers when you have a really really yeah. good quarterback, but no pieces around him. I we think, saw success from neither of those teams. <laughs> but I mean, like if you look at the Bears, the Bears. I mean, Trubisky isn't a world world beater. I yeah. mean, he's a he's a good he's he's, he's a solid starter. starter. You know, he's he's not he's not one of those guys that's you know throwing touchdowns with his eyes closed and running all over teams and. You know he's a, he's a solid quarterback, but the, his Matt again Matt Nagy's ability to use him in his offense, and I I do think if Bruce Arians can use uh, Nick Foles or I don't know you think that you give up on Winston this early? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You Winston, think that Winston done? not only not only is he not the most accurate quarterback and not the most consistent quarterback, but he's also a guy with issues off the field. You know, we saw so him you with the you would never have him as, you would never have him as your starting quarterback. I, I think. Safest move for the Buccaneers, at least start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe draft a you quarterback. Think, you think that you re- re-sign Fitzpatrick? Yeah, they're done. I mean, they're, Fitzpatrick, they should be. Fitzpatrick had really, really high highs and really low lows. You know, Fitzpatrick's not, he's not a franchise guy, regardless of his no, two early always, wins. He always his, gets that when it looks like he's great yeah. for the first two weeks. And yeah, then but when the, when the I, I agree. I don't, I don't think, I, if Buccaneers want to be a legitimate playoff team, obviously they're not going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I also don't think James Winston's the guy to do that for them. Um, I, I just think they need a fresh start, new quarterback, new team, and um, this NFC South should... Uh, All right, um, so, so to recap, we have um, 
Mahomes winning, we have Leonard winning, we have Mayfield winning, we have uh, Donald winning. And, and co- coach, we're not decided. I, I would go with Matt Nagy. You said Anthony Lynn. Yeah, I might go Nagy just, just off of um, how they play. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of yeah. those choices. And uh, Frank, uh, Frank, Frank Reich, Reich's yeah. ability. But um, uh, Andrew Luck, comeback player. Yeah. Um, um, and our Super Bowl predictions, you have Rams and uh, I have Patriots. So, uh Next time that we sit down to talk about football again, well, we'll see who's right. We'll see. <laughs> um, as All always, right. uh, this is Fish and Chips, and uh, we're signing off.